just what is Tachlis and how do we get there. This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. And today, in this final Tachlis Talk of the year 5779, we're recording just a few days before Rosh Hashanah, and as we're about to close the year, I'm going to address a question that's come my way in multiple directions of just what is Tachlis and from some of those of you who are already very Tachlis-focused, can you give us more direction in hitting that Tachlis? And, first with a little apology, maybe some background noise, it is a stunningly beautiful morning here in Cincinnati, and I am recording outdoors. I know we've got listeners all over the world, just discovered recently, at least one in Japan and a few in India. And wherever your climates are, I hope you've got an equally beautiful day, or will soon. But I'm outdoors getting a little fresh air here in Cincinnati today. And would like to draw a better attention to tachlis itself. Tachlis is the term for a goal, for a specific direction. Tachlis, or also pronounced as tachlit, comes from the middle letters, the kol chol, central letters of tachlit, tachlis, which is all, the max, the goal. When God completes the six days of creation, the text is Vayachulu Hashamayim Ba'aretz, and He completed heavens and earth. Full achievement. In our human experience, there is no such thing as perfection. There's no mitzvah to be perfect. There's a mitzvah to use each moment to achieve some greater height. There's no perfection. There's no moment you can say, okay, that's it, I'm done, I'm retiring. If we're gifted with another moment of life, we've got another opportunity to grow further. But we can have overall sense of direction and overall purpose and overall missions. And as we think towards Rosh Hashanah and trying to get our act together and trying to take a step in the right direction, how do we do it? Humanity is so wonderful at failing at achieving the various New Year's resolutions. And if any of you out there have ever heard of or met somebody who ever bought exercise equipment that's now functioning very well as um, extra space to handle laundry, or if any of you have ever heard of, or no, I know none of you personally, but if you ever heard of somebody who attempted to start a diet but didn't quite get there, or if you ever heard of anybody who made a resolution to do some type of spiritual endeavor, a community endeavor, relationship growth endeavor, and didn't quite follow through, you know how tough it is at least for them. None of you, of course. But for them, so let's talk about those them, those people out there that have a hard time actually making successful change and successful growth. So I'd like to talk today about how we do this. Tachlis. How do we achieve goals? And thinking Rosh Hashanah focus, let's think in terms of some type of a, a spiritual goal, bettering ourselves in terms of our relationship with God, in terms of our Jewish commitments, in terms of our Jewish observance, how do we take tachlis steps? So, so taking the word tachlis as an English word, T-A-C-H-L-I-S, I think can give us the tools to do it. And hopefully I'll plug into the um, show notes and some tachlis, uh, a diagram on this. But the term tachlis can be broken down that each letter gives us the, the, the parameters that can help make our resolutions purposeful and legit and actual. So starting with a T. The T of Tachlis is timely. We've got to make commitments that are timely. We've got to make commitments that are out there in the future or in some vague time and some, even if it's, whether it's distant or simply undefined, 
not super likely to happen. We've got to have a timely commitment. I'm going to do something at a specific point on the calendar, or even better, point on my on my uh, my clock today. I'm going to plug it in. There's one bracha in the Jewish experience, one blessing that is said once every 28 years. A little complicated, but it's a bracha that relates to when the sun is back in the same position as it was at the time of creation. It's always said uh, in the beginning of the spring, right before Pesach. Got a bunch of years to go on that one, but if I would say, you know what, my area of growth or perfection is to pick that I'm going to become excellent in that blessing, not quite the best step to take. Now, I would suggest we get that one bracha accurate too. We can talk about that in a few years, but in the meantime, pick something that is much more imminent and measurable in time. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to Shabbat. I'm going to make sure that I say uh, the motzi on the bread on Shabbat, as opposed to I'm going to say a blessing sometime in the future. I already do that. Upgrade from there. When I sit down to my dinner table tonight, I'm going to say a blessing on the food. Okay, it's a point in time on my clock dinner time tonight. But pick something that has a time that you can measure. That's the T of Tachlis. The A, accountability. And this may be more than almost any other of our steps is likely to make the difference. If there's some degree of accountability, I've got that chart I need to check off. Even better, somebody else knows about that chart. Even better, somebody else has the right to nudge me and find out, have I taken the step I committed to take? You know, in the world of coaching, we're paid to do that, you know, to be the people check in with us. But without being a commercial for that, I'd say even the opposite over here, save yourself the money on this particular goal right now for Shoshana that you're making. Find somebody that you're going to treat like that coach. Find somebody that you're going to say, hey, I want you to check in with me and see if I did this. I'm going to check back in with you in a week and say, hey, wish me success. I achieved my goal. So find some way to make it more accountable at the minimum to yourself, ideally beyond yourself. That is somebody that's kind of taking note. If you and your spouse, you and a friend, you and a parent, you and a child are both committing to the same step, hey, kind of compete over it. Different steps, okay, but check in with each other. How is it working for you? That's the T, timely, A, accountable. The C, there should be some degree of challenge. Or you can put it in a more upbeat sense, some degree of a climb. I'm growing through this. I didn't pick something that comes to me supernaturally. I didn't pick something that is you know, a step that I probably would be taking anyway. Give yourself some degree of challenge. We'll talk about quantifying that and limiting it later. But some degree of a climb that if I do this, I have grown in the process. Timely. Accountable. Some degree of challenge. H, it's got to be healthy. Meaning... If there is going to be an outcome, a byproduct of taking this step that is damaging to me, it is going to be emotionally, physically, financially a setback, I've got to be very cautious before I take that step. Now, sometimes what I'm doing is so currently damaging that I've got to do something drastic to eliminate that, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable. You know, the person's got to quit smoking, there may be some stress, but nine out of ten times, your doctor is going to tell you it's worth suffering that stress to give yourself the health benefits of kicking the habit. Well, we've got other spiritual habits, uh, you know, spiritually contraindicated habits that really are spiritually damaging and are not good for us. 
And we have situations where we're doing behaviors that are not good for our relationships. They're not good for our mental health. We've got to pull back. Sometimes there'll be some stress, but optimally find a step you can take that is not an unhealthy step. It's not going to cause you further distress. Sometimes a person's making a, a spiritual commitment. I'm going to start a certain spiritual practice and it's going to be very threatening to the relationship. Well, depends on the circumstances. If what I'm currently doing really is hazardous, I need to stop it and there may be some need to have, suffer some consequences. But keep in mind, we want healthy as part of the equation. So when taking a step back, I'm going to pull back. Hey, let me share a case with recently. A couple are dealing with, they want their Shabbat to be more of a Shabbat. And this guy is totally um, addicted to technology. He's not off his phone for a second. And she's saying, hey, come on, can we have dinner together? A no, a no tech Friday night dinner. You know, nobody's answering phone calls or emails or texts or WhatsApps. And you know, he's saying, you know, that, you know, can't do. But eventually he realizes, hey, I want something to have some Shabbat feel, and I want my family to have a connection with me. So I want to make this step and pull back. And in that case, certain initial stress, it was, by the way, it was a very timely step. She, she picked, let's have every Friday night, this is a step we're going to take to change our Shabbat. And um, the accountability was because they all were in this together. And it was a climb. It was a pretty big climb. So he tried arguing the, the health card on this and saying, hey, but like I'm stressed out by this. You know, I, I would think if a three or four hour stint without a phone is so stressful as to be unhealthy, you've got to really be uh, researching how the phone's impacting your life in general. So keep this one in mind. We've got to be sometimes uh, a little bit um, broad in our, our measuring of this. But analyze, am I taking a step that's a healthy step? Um, and if not, you know, there may be certain things that it simply is such a stress or is so threatening my career, so threatening my other relationships, it's not the right next step to take. You got our T, our A, our C, our H, L. So we said you want to climb. Our C was to have some challenge or climb, but L tells us that less is more. Or keep a limit to the first step because anybody bites off more than they can chew, can't chew. And if you take on a commitment that's more than you're going to be successful at, it's not worth the commitment. Less is more means that qualifying a person made a commitment that I'm going to make a major change, see is there a subset of that that you really can make as a stronger commitment. The silver, one of the great sages of Israel, that was committing to be more excellent regarding the grace after meals. Somebody who was saying the grace after meals Every single time he ate the measure of food that would require that, they committed that he was going to be cautious to say the first of the blessings, focused in the text rather than saying it by heart, but specifically only the first of the blessings, because, again, going beyond that was a bigger than limited step. It could limit it further, take a limited step. Wait, it seems so petty. Yeah, but petty that works is infinitely greater than large that fails. So we've got our timely, we've got our accountable, we have our climb, we have healthy, we have less is more, and then the letter I. The letter I of Tachlis is exactly that. I. I. I'm looking at myself. I can do this. We've got to be able to picture ourselves succeeding at this step. 
if we can't picture ourselves succeeding, it's going to be very hard to succeed. I has another connotation as well. I can do is because I really can do. The letter I is associated with the Hebrew letter Aleph. A little complicated and can't get into this too much right now in this podcast, but I suggest anybody who likes the interaction, the interplay between Hebrew and English and how Hebrew is ultimately the foundation to our English language, check out the book of The Word by Dr. Moseson. Uh, the Word is a dictionary that has 1,000 English entries and how they're rooted back in Hebrew language. So the crash course in this one is that the letter Aleph Letter Aleph, which in many ways associates with the divine, with God, the ultimate numero uno, the ultimate number one. The word Aluf in Talmud Torah means the ultimate champion, which is God. Letter Aleph, Aleph is associated with the divine. And you take an Aleph, you want to express your divinity. Our divinity is the fact that we have the capacity to make choices and achieve outcomes. We're the only being in the creation that has the capacity to plan out our future and take steps to get there. We're the only species on the planet that can worry about our retirement or plan for our retirement, that can stress over what's going to happen in the future because we're the only beings that have the God-given gift of the capacity to be God-like in looking toward the future and making planned steps to make changes in that future. How do you express that? How do you express the first-person future? I am going to do anything. You take a letter Aleph and you stick it in front of the word. Whether it's going to be Adaber, I will speak. Echol, I will eat. Eilech, I will go. You take any Hebrew root, you want to make it first-person future, I'm going to express my divinity. I'm going to express the fact that I was created in the image of God and I have the ability to look toward the future and plan towards the future and take steps towards that achievement. You describe that by putting an Aleph in front of the word. And that Aleph, over time, translated through various filters of languages to the expression in English of I will, or I can. The, the I, if you're a little more southern, spoke recently down in Atlanta, um, there we talked about the fact that I, da, bear, I will go, I will speak, um, but the letter I is associated with that, and not the central focus of our podcast today, and I'm sorry if this piece moved a little fast, but just think of the fact that we say, I will, I can, it's because I have infinite potential. I am created in God's image, and I can do. So think that I can do in general as a can-do attitude, and then try to picture yourself on this particular step you're thinking of, whatever you've chosen, as your timely, accountable, climbing step, with healthy measures being healthy, and you're limiting what you're, you're doing to very specific, and I can do it. So give yourself the motivational uh, speech of the I can do. Remind yourself that you can, but make sure you actually can also picture yourself doing it. Because if not, there may, may be a better first step for you to be taking that you actually can picture yourself doing. That's our T-A-C-H-L-I. Our S of Tachlis is sustainable. That I should be picking something that I can see myself doing not once, not twice, but on an ongoing basis. I can see that being me. I can see myself as that new me, that whatever that step I took, the limited step, that's a climb, is my new reality. And if I do so, if I can perceive myself that way, 
and I can recognize it being sustainable, and I chose something that's sustainable. I'm not choosing something that's timely and a one time and it disappears. I'm choosing a sustainable practice, something about my life that's going to be a change, that's going to be a lasting change. Those are all tools. These T-A-C-H-L-I-S, quick crash course again review, timely, I'm accountable, it's going to be a climb, it's healthy, limited in what I've chosen, I can see myself doing it, and it is sustainable. My suggestion as we go into Rosh Hashanah and we're wanting to make some type of changes in our lives, don't go for the gold. In this particular instance, go for something that will work. Pick something that I can change, I can see myself doing. It means all these tackless steps. If we are tackless focused, it means we're looking to have goals, we're looking to change, we're looking to be better people. And we take these tackless methods and apply them, I believe we'll be successful. My hopes and prayers and wishes are that we're all successful in finding ways to grow and become the great people we really want to be. In so doing, we should be blessed with a year of sustained growth, a year in which we all merit to continue to achieve our tackles.